yeah, lay those rhythms upon me, upon us. Welcome back to the lounge once again. This is your friend Mortimer Main, and I am here with you for another song today. We are in the bees going through the record collection, and I pulled out a new artist today, one of my all-time favorite bands. We are going to be listening to Blondie, Blondie, yeah, their first album. But before we get to that, we watched Master and Commander today in the lounge with Russell Crowe. I forget what year. You know what? Recommend. It's a cool movie. It's all about sailing and the British Navy and tall ships, men of war, excitement. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff gets blasted on with cannons and whatnot with the surround sound. Yeah, okay. And I also want to give a shout out to the listeners in Israel. What up? We see you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep listening to the show. Peace to the Middle East. All right. Like I said, we're going to be talking about Blondie today, okay? So this is a band that was formed in 1974 in New York and were active with the core group. Uh, they released six albums and they broke up in 1982. The thing about Blondie is I think when most people, you know, hear them or, or start talking about their music, they think that uh, the lead singer, Debbie Harry, is Blondie, you know, so they're like, oh yeah, Blondie, she's cool. Um, but that's the name of the band. Uh, but it is interesting to note that uh, the band named themselves Blondie because Debbie Harry, uh, I guess in New York City or, or where she was born in New Jersey, she would get hollered out on the streets, cat calls, they would say, hey Blondie. So that's why they named the band that. Um, fun fact about Debbie Harry, who I think has got to be one of my personal heroes, super cool, no scandals that I know of. Actress as well, artist, still active. She used to work in the, one of the Playboy clubs uh, in the 60s in New York, the late 60s. Just serving drinks and cocktails was just a bar, you know, that would have the Playboy bunnies uh, as the as the service staff or whatever. But uh, yeah, if you want to check it out, there's some uh, pictures of her wearing the Playboy bunny outfit. And if you think, you know, maybe you had a crush on Debbie before, man, wait till you see her dressed up as a bunny. Okay, but Debbie Harry is not just a beautiful woman. She's an amazing artist along with the, the rest of the members of this band. So like I said, formed in 1974, the album that we're going to be hearing today was first released in 1976. One of the really cool things about this album is definitely the, the art, the outfits that they're wearing, and the back cover, which has them just, I guess, in their in their street clothes, you know? I don't know. I, doesn't, I don't think anybody dressed them up for this, and I don't know if they were that type of band either to have, you know, people from uh, the, the record company telling them what outfits to wear. Uh, interesting to note that this album was originally released on a record label called Private Stock Records that I guess was a much smaller label compared to their next label, Chrysalis. So this record, the copy that I have is a, a Chrysalis pressing from 1976, but what happened was 
the Blondie actually bought themselves out of their contract with private stock and then went, went with British label Chrysalis that we've talked about before. So, check out the album art and think to yourself, oh my goodness, these are the clothes that they're wearing in 1976. This is the same year that Taxi Driver, Rocky happened, and also Dazed and Confused was set in 1976. So, Dazed and Confused I know was based in Texas and Blondie was doing their thing in New York, but I was like, man, these guys were really, you know, on the cutting edge, uh, out front on, on what was cool, part of this um, new wave. Some people characterize them as new wave, which is kind of like proto-punk, more pop rock than punk itself, but inspired by punk. Blondie referred to themselves as a rock band, but I, I thought to myself, I thought it was pretty cool that it's possible that, you know, Joe Strummer and Mick Jones and the rest of the Clash in the UK could have heard this record in 1976 and maybe it had some influence on them for their first record that came out in 1977. So this album has a lot of good songs on it, I really like it. <laughs> but the one that I picked today always loving the controversy is a song that the band had to change the name of because it wasn't gonna get any airplay we are gonna be hearing today track one side one off of blondie's self-titled debut album originally titled sex offender they had to shorten it to x offender so it could get played on the radio because you couldn't say the word sex that being said this is a love song, but listen to the lyrics, cause, oh man, Debbie Harry, everyone. I saw you standing on the corner, you look so big and fine, I really wanted to go out with you, so when you smile, I laid my heart on the line.
Oh, man. So good. So good. I want to be that guy that Debbie was talking about there. Okay, so yes, I have had the privilege of seeing Blondie once in my life, and it was pretty awesome. So when these guys started uh, started playing together, they used to be in a, or Chris Stein and Debbie Harry, who were a couple, um, used to be in a band called the Stilettos, but they left the Stilettos, formed up what eventually became known as Blondie, and they started playing a lot of the punk clubs as, as they rose to popularity locally. Uh, they, they played uh, CBGBs at Max's Kansas City all the time. You've probably seen people wear these CBGB shirts. Uh, CBGB was a venue in the city famous for uh, breaking a lot of punk bands. I always thought it was kind of funny when people bought the shirts because I know that the shirts were only issued after the venue had closed. So you're walking around with, you know, an advertisement for a, a place of business that you never actually set foot in yourself, but you're still trying to promote the memory of this space. <laughs> uh, whatever though, right? You know, but I guess it represents like, yeah, I like punk, I like punk rock. So that's cool. Do your thing, man. We are going to be talking about Blondie for another five episodes, I think. So I'll just keep it short and sweet today. Interesting thing I found out today is that it wasn't until their third album, Parallel Lines, came out in 1979 that Blondie really popped off in the U.S., their home country. They had had they had found success in Australia and the U.K., but no one in, in the U.S. was really paying attention until Parallel Lines came out, which dropped that disco single everybody knows, Heart of Glass. So isn't that interesting? What does that say about the American audience? And what does that say about the Australian and UK audiences at that time? I don't know. You tell me. Email me your thoughts. Do you like Blondie? Are you a fan? Did you know that you worked at the Playboy Club? Whatever. We can chat. But for now, I will let you go. I got stuff to do, I'm sure you do too. So as I leave you just for about 24 hours, think about checking out some more Blondie. There's a lot of, another genre spanning band. You know, you got the fast punk stuff, you got the disco stuff, you got the hip hop stuff, you got the rock stuff, you got the 60s throwbacks, they're covering the Shangri-Las, they're doing everything. These guys are the complete unit. All right, everyone. I will be back tomorrow with more fun facts, fun times. For now, I'm going to go hang out with the people and talk to some weirdos. Each one, teach one, baby. Spread the word. See you tomorrow. Peace.